unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. And we've got something special lined up for the listeners today, David. What do we got on the agenda for today? Well, we do. From halfway around the world, we have Brian Casangina. And people in, in the know know Brian, but not everyone does. He's He helps businesses build out their customer acquisition funnels and create really big breakthroughs in sales and profits. If you've ever heard of Mind Valley, and you'll hear more about that in a minute, he is a former Mind Valley chief copywriter. He's responsible at last count for more than four million in revenue coming from his copy over the last three years. And last year alone, 1.3 million just from Mind Valley. All told, Brian's rolled out more than 20 major funnels, and some of them each are making six or seven figures a year on autopilot. So he's going to share some really good stuff with us. But before he does, I want to share something with you. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Nathan, one of these days I'm going to quote Shakespeare and say, first, let's kill all the lawyers, but not not here on the podcast. <laughs> Brian, thanks for making time to talk to us. I know you're you're in Bangkok right now, halfway around the world. Really appreciate you're making the time. Today, Brian, you're going to share some of your Mind Valley funnel secrets with us. Is that right? Yeah, I'll do my best. I do appreciate you having me on the on the show, David. It's one of the, the few podcasts that I do take out time to listen to. So uh, I do appreciate that. And, and hopefully I can share some of the uh, the cool stuff that we've done over the last few years. Many time listener, first time caller. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really proud to have you on. I mean, you do have some inside information, but before we get into the nitty gritty, could you share some of just like a quick summary of, of who Mind Valley is and when you worked for them and what you did for them? Yeah, of course. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Mind Valley, they're basically a personal development company. They're, they do a lot of uh, self improvement courses, meditation stuff, getting into a lot of uh, uh, live events now as well, um, and having an offline. Uh, aspect to it, but I was always in, in the online space with them, you know, uh, creating the funnels. And, uh, a funnel is not, uh, this is something that I really came to understand at, at Mind Valley, working with uh, some of the really experienced marketers, especially the CEO, Vishen Lakiani. <clears throat> He's getting uh, pretty well known, and he is a really smart marketer. He knows his copywriting, he knows his stuff. And something I learned from him that a funnel is not just you know, something that you throw at. Uh, at, at, a, at a lead or a customer, you know, it's it's a customer journey that that benefits them. That's that's what this is all oh, about. Oh, oh, stop! That's really customer. good. Could could you repeat that? A customer journey that benefits a customer. So yeah. you're almost creating a commercial version of a ride at Disneyland or something. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the one of the big things we say at, at Mind Valley 
uh, it's all about being customer centric. And that's kind of, that's a filter we put everything through. So if we're making a decision at Mind Valley, we ask ourselves, is it customer centric? Okay. That, that's really good. So I interrupted you as you were just starting to get into it, but I, I thought that was so good. I'd never heard it before. Okay. So you, you've told us Mind Valley. Can you say how big they are and either dollars, number of products, number of people, anything? Yeah, there's a, a, about 200 staff on the ground in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, which is where the headquarters are. There's a few offices dotted around uh, um, different countries as well, but the main head office where uh, where I worked and where uh, Vishen spent most of his time is, is in his home city of, of, of KL in Malaysia. And mm-hmm. um, the, they do, um, you know, what is it, probably uh, they're doing uh, well into the eight figures per year uh, in revenue, got uh, uh, a very big list of customers and prospects. So it is a, it is a good sized business uh, that, that 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 they're running out there, and uh, they've got oh, I wouldn't even know how many uh, funnels that they've currently got. They've got a bunch of the new ones that we built, and they've got some really old ones which are um, such old school marketing um, that, uh, that, that you know, this is the kind of thing that we that we were trying to update. Um, uh, with the stuff that I'm going to tell you about today. So um, that's basically the uh, the thing that I was doing most of at, at Mind Valley. I started um, there as, a, as an actual copywriter. They used to have a copywriting team there. But then uh, then we wanted to uh, you know, really increase the the automated revenue that, that Mind Valley was doing. And this was something that the company was really struggling with because um, they were spending a lot of money on, on paid advertising and Mind Valley is, is always big on, on, on running paid ads with Facebook and Google and so forth. But they weren't really seeing the, the return on, on those front end funnels. So the, the first time a customer buys from, from Mind Valley, they weren't really seeing a return on those, on those offers. So uh, Vision put together a, a team and, uh, and uh, to actually look after this aspect uh, purely, pure and simple. And uh, he, uh, one day he said to me, uh, you know, uh, Brian, this is, uh, uh, this is, a, uh, this is a, a, a team that in my value that you should probably head up. And, uh, you know, I was a bit uh, uh, taken aback by that because I was just working as a copywriter. But then I, I thought, you know, that's just, that's just kind of a, of a, uh, um, a, a headspace thing that, that I was in. And, and I would love to, you know, uh, take control of the team. And, and over that course of that year, which is 2016, we, we tripled the automated revenue that Mindvalley was doing. And that this was this was for Can the you same. Say from what to what, or is that not? Yeah, it was. Well, it's, it's um, let's say around about uh, uh, two hundred ish thousand uh, a month to around seven or eight hundred. And okay, um, now when you talk about a funnel, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, a funnel." I know, yeah, that's like a Facebook ad that goes into an opt-in page, and then there's they're going to download a special report and. And then you're going to pixel them and they're going to get other Facebook ads and maybe ads yeah. from other networks and eventually get them to the sales page. Is that what you mean by a funnel or does it get a little more sophisticated and, and complicated than that? They can do. Um, and there's, they can get a, a bit more sophisticated and complex when you put in uh, quizzes and webinars and, and MindValley's done all of that. But really, the, the simplest definition of a funnel is pretty much what you said. You know, they, they come from somewhere, which it might be a Facebook ad. They um, either opt in to a squeeze page or buy, and then, then you, get to, you get to do some follow-up marketing to them, and that's the simplest thing. You know, a funnel can be as simple as, as a sequence of three emails. 
and some of Mindvalley's uh, simple funnels, which are five or six emails, are actually the ones which have uh, done seven figures in a year. So um, simplicity is powerful. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about performance. Could you say what was your best performing funnel for Mindvalley? And could you walk us through the pieces and steps in some detail? Yeah, of course. Um, I can give you basic ballpark figures, and, and this is one of the, the ones that was doing uh, seven figures a year. I'm just trying to think of the uh, the amount that we were spending on traffic. You know, it was it was uh, it's it's a considerable amount, but it's a lot less than than a million dollars a year. So it is a profitable funnel. And what what we came up with this is one of the major. I have to give Vision credit for the idea. He actually came up with the idea for this, but we went and executed. I've, I've seen him speak. He's amazing. Yeah. It's it's yeah, like. Yeah. It's like his mind is a gyroscope or something. Yeah. Quite, quite an and, awesome and, guy. And he's like that all the time. He's like that in person, you know, whenever you're talking to him. The, the guy is never off. But um, uh, the idea he came up with was basically based around it. Mindvalley is known in the industry for their courses, and they had a lot of courses for sale. And, uh, yeah, you're, some, a lot, you're a lot of famous people in personal growth, right? Yeah, a lot of famous yeah. people in personal yeah. development. We didn't really have very good uh, free courses. So what we came up with was the idea for a free mini course funnel. And it's basically a mini course, uh, just exactly what it says, you know, um, basically a mini, miniature version of the full course. And you, you go, you okay, opt so in. So how is that delivered? Are they just email texts or are they links? Are they embedded videos in the email? How does that work? No, it's, it's on the same platform as the, the regular course. So you um, <clears throat> buy a course from Mindbody, you get it on, on their, on their um, membership area. The, the free mini course is also there. And, when, and you know, the system figures things out, so it, it gives you that free mini course. And then the, the emails come out to you and they link to the different chapters of that, of that mini course. Okay. And so it's, it's try before you buy. Uh, but the, the real secret to why the free mini course funnel worked so well is there's a lot of factors, but one of the big ones I think was the fact that it encouraged, it really encouraged the consumption of the free mini course. You see course completion rates across, across different industries are about 8% uh, across all, all industries and, and uh, mine values are higher, but not that high. But with the, uh, uh, the free mini course, when you, what we did was we had all these email reminders reminding you to, to go back to those different chapters of the course and why, what the benefits of it. And that's, uh, it really promoted the consumption of the free mini course. And, of course, in the free mini course, you get some good content and it then pitches the full course. That's why it now, was, was there Was there any urgency or, or negative motivation, like this is coming, your access will be cut off in three days or anything like that? Or, no, you get no. lifetime access to the, the, the mini course itself. But uh, the, the, we, uh, we did the scarcity with just, um, you know, uh, uh, limited, limited special offers and we used discounts and you, the, the, the special deal that you would be available during the time when you signed up for the mini course, um, <clears throat> that, that only lasted for a few days and then there was another scarcity offer. So basically discount pricing is, was the scarcity tactic that we used there. Okay. So what, how many... How many um lessons were there or, or 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 segments modules sessions in in the free mini course were there five was that yeah, did yeah, i get that right yeah, five, five is the, the good number that we settled on um because uh, um we wanted to cover different objections that people had to buying the full course that was that's a very important point of the of the free mini course our content wasn't just content for the sake of content 
we wanted to cover these objections. Like, for example, a common objection for a person who might want to learn a med- meditation course, you know, might be that they have uh, that they think that they have to, uh, you know, empty their mind and think literally nothing when when they meditate, which is not true. But most people, when they're considering meditation, they don't know that. So, uh, um, one of the chapters of the mini course. Uh, showed that video, uh, and this is an existing asset that we already had, so it, was, it didn't even have to be made. But it showed that video, and a person consumed that as part of the free course, and it also eliminated they eliminated another objection that they might have had towards buying the full course. Cool. And how long was each lesson? Uh, the lessons are relatively short. You know, anywhere from five to ten minutes, maybe uh, fifteen to twenty minutes at the outside. So. They contain some good content. They contain some good tips that people could really use. And then there was just like a, maybe um, a minute or a minute or so of a soft pitch at the end for the full course. Okay, so you would you would take existing content and then you know stitch on uh, a soft pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then we would then uh, once we got this rolling, when you knew it's working, we we would actually uh, start to create specific content. Uh, you know. You know, today we're filming the free mini course. We're filming the full course, but we're also filming the free mini course uh, uh, that's going to sell this course for 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 future uh, launches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my value yeah. is, is dedicated to the quality of the courses, and the same goes for the free courses. Now that that's really good, and of course you'd want to do that. You'd you'd want to give them a taste of what they're going to get. Otherwise, there's going to be a sense yeah. of disappointment or buyer's remorse oh gee they showed this to me like a a, you know silver platter and then when i got inside the course it was a tin cup great (laughs) and you don't want to have that kind of reaction right do you have a problem with kindle books i do sometimes i really just want to hold a book in my hand so i can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes that's one reason i recently released the print version of my book breakthrough copywriting and listen to this on facebook I've gotten pictures posted from around the world, pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in LA's famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. One question I have for you, and uh, sometimes this is an uncomfortable question, but uh, I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, You know, the most successful people get to where they are by making mistakes and learning from them. Could you, would you be willing to share a few interesting mistakes that you made with funnels and, and how you corrected them and what you learned from them? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm happy to because my mistakes have been some of my biggest learning curves. And uh, I, I suppose that's more often than not, mistakes that I've made have been around implementation or lack of it, you know. And I think uh, I start to coach a, a few people here and there, even though I'm not a coach. But one thing I, one thing I do see is that uh, it's, it's tough to, to, to get the implementation in place. This is a mistake that I've made. So uh, a specific example of that was... Uh, when, when you've got a big business like Mind Valley, you know all the all the parts uh, in the machine have got to come together in coordinated fashion. So, um, you know, there's been times where I haven't completed copy on time. You know, I've, I've missed the deadline. Uh, you know, and there's uh, there's been times where the uh, 
the the, comp, the strategy that we've used in the marketing has has been off, uh, and so we've had to fix that up as we as we've gone along. This and uh, at Mindfit, I wasn't just writing the copy; I was building funnels uh, as well. So I'm actually doing um, some of the, the page building and and actually technical work. So when I was uh, uh, creating the, the first uh, free mini course funnel. You know, I, I, I mixed up all the uh, all, all the links that were supposed to go in the emails to go to the, the different chapters, and then people started testing it. and And I'm saying, here you go, here, here's your, this email comes out, go here, go to chapter one. The link go, link goes to chapter three or something, and then uh, um, <clears throat> that, that's kind of uh, things you've got to watch out for. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the tire tracks yeah. on my back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay that, that's good. What's what have you found? I know you're working with working with private clients now with um you know, smaller companies than Mind Valley and a figure company. Um, and I'm sure people come to you with existing funnels and they're not happy with the conversion, or maybe they are happy with the conversion, but they'd be even happier if, if you gave better mm-hmm. conversion. Yeah. Uh, what's the easiest way to change an existing funnel in your experience to increase conversion the most? For the most part, when somebody comes with uh, an existing funnel, um, it's usually uh, a general message to market mismatch. Like, um, for instance, um, I was working with a client who who's based in Australia, and she um, she also has a personal development business, and she's making video content. and uh, And uh, you know, um, I was uh, I was taking her through a review of her funnels and giving her some advice. Then uh, I discovered that a lot a lot of the the languaging that, that she used in, in her headlines on the pages and and into the webinars that she was recording, it was it was too aggressive. Like, uh, uh, and I've made this mistake. This is another mistake that, that I can tell you about using too much aggressive language because coming from a direct response background, as as I did, you know, uh, and, and working with a lot of internet marketing style businesses, if you want to call them that, you want to uh, turn up the hype and and uh, and go for the push for the sale as aggressively as possible. But in personal development, you know, um, when someone's seeking to learn about meditation to relax their life, that's not the kind of language that really resonates. So that's another mistake I can share with you that I've made once or twice with Mind Valley. But with this client, you know, um, I learned from that that mistake that I've made a couple of times and and uh, help her to tone down uh, her her copy, her headlines, subject lines, and things like that. So. Uh, and, and she she did notice an increase in performance. It's, it's still early days now as we're recording this, but but she's uh, she's uh, doing better as a result. So is is that the most common thing that that people have? You know, I, I see that a lot. So it doesn't surprise me. That I, I'm, I'd like to just see if I can define what you said in a more general way. So the the marketing flow, the pieces of the funnel. Those aren't the real problems. The problem is people are trying to embrace what they think direct marketing copy is supposed to be rather than talking to their audience in print yeah. or on video or in audio in the yeah. way that the audience would like to be talked to. Yeah, right? you've, got to, you've, got, you've got to sell to people the way they want to be sold to. And uh, it brings back something that, that I remember from another episode uh, of this podcast with Justin Goff, and he said that he, he was talking. I don't remember his exact words, but he was talking about how he um, has people talking to him about his subject lines, saying that they're, they're not really uh, particularly interesting subject lines, and 
And his response was, uh, you know, I'd rather be in the inbox with a boring subject line than be in the spam box with, with an awesome subject line or something like that. So that, that, that's a, is a big part of it too. Um, it's about, uh, for me, finding uh, what resonates with that, with that target market in, in terms of language and, and, and always using that, that tone of voice, that, that kind of style of communication. That makes such perfect sense. Do people ever ask you either formally as a consultant or as a coach or informally as a, a cheapo friend trying to dip into your pocket of valuable knowledge? <laughs> um, do they ever ask you um, to look at their funnels? And can you say in general what you've seen the biggest problem things, the biggest thing people leave out, the biggest mistake they make? You know, what do they overlook might be a good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that, that is the biggest mistakes that they make is, um, you know, they're not split testing enough. We assume, and all copywriters are the same, we, we assume that we know what will work best, um, but we don't really know 100% until it's actually tested. And a lot of people come to me in the funnel and say, um, you know, uh, this landing page is not converting, you know, um, and I say, uh, all right, how much split testing have you done? How, what different versions have you done? How much traffic have you run to it? And uh, sometimes the answer is like, um, well, I spent $20 on traffic the other day and, and uh, uh, it wasn't converting. So um, this, is one, this is one of the things that, 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 that holds people back. You know, the, uh, if you don't get the eyes onto the funnel, it doesn't matter if you, know, you can do it. You don't have to pay, use paid traffic. You can do it free ways with SEO or JVs or uh, um, different, uh, um, you know, deals that you can make. So, but that is the key to uh, any funnel success, getting enough pairs of eyes onto that funnel to get some real numbers to really find out if it's actually working or not. Because if, if you get 10 visitors to a landing page and none of them convert, then you don't know anything. But if you get um, 100, you start to get some information. You know, that reminds me of a story I heard once about a guy walks onto a fishing pier and he throws his line in the water and waits about 10 minutes. And then he says, you know, screw this. There's no fish here. And he walks by this other guy who's sitting there very patiently. And uh, he says, hey, buddy, there's no point in fishing here. They're, they're just not biting. And what he didn't notice is the guy had two buckets full of fish next yeah. to him. Yeah. Okay. So is there a bare minimum checklist you could share with us? I mean, just, in, just off the top of your head of what every funnel should have? Yeah. Um, there's kind of, uh, um, three major parts that, that I, that I, uh, um, that everyone should have in, in any funnel. And, um, uh, I'm going to include in this, you know, um, doesn't matter whether the first point of the funnel is an opt-in or, or whether they're actually, uh, uh, making a purchase as as the first interaction, but the the first one, like, like I said, voice traffic. You know, you've got to get enough eyes uh, on on your first point of your funnel to to really start to know some information. the uh, The second part of of any good funnel is the is the offer. You've got to have you've got to have a good offer in place that uh, that, that that really resonates with your target market. Um, that when that when you send out emails promoting this offer. Um, it's it's you've got some likelihood of actually making a sale there. And the third part of of any 
uh, of any any good funnel, which I, I alluded to before, is also the scarcity. So um, <clears throat> you can't just have these open ended uh, offers um, because we we always put these things off until tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. So you know it, it's got to be real scarcity as well. It's it's kind of uh, hard to argue that you know you've only got ten copies of of your ebook left, uh, and the, there'll be no more in existence <laughs> uh, you know, after. After after all ten well, copies, right. is the hard drive just going to vaporize yeah. after ten copies? I mean, how's that going to happen, right? Well, I I used to I used to um, I would have fallen for that years ago when I first started studying um, about computers, and this is in like the nineties sometime. I learned one day how to send an email and attach a PDF uh, to it. So that was mm-hmm. like my achievement for the day. <laughs> I, I thought that, uh, and I had to ask the question of the teacher, and I, I said. If I send this PDF by email to this other person, does it disappear from my hard drive? Or does it disappear from my computer on this end? No, no, I understand because sometimes when, when I'm sending somebody in an MP3 by email, I'm, I'm afraid to open it up and I don't realize that's a different copy of the same file, not the one on my hard drive. That's in, <laughs> but yeah, you, you yeah, so I know what you're talking about. It's normal, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. un- un- unless you're nothing but a computer programmer. So, okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna share one of your secrets. I, I hope you like it. You have a new podcast. Yeah, I do. You interviewed me as the first one, and uh, thank you for that. And I've been I've been wanting to have you. I've been wanting to have you on ever since you asked me how you could use lizard brain marketing to sell meditation courses when we were <laughs> in the chat box in the agora call so yeah. um th- this this isn't just reciprocal that's a very important word mm. uh, according to our president reciprocal it, that's that's not the reason uh i but it, it is nice that it happened that way you um want to tell us about your new podcast yeah um and my new podcast has the david garfinkel on it so it uh, that automatically makes it uh, a top shelf material. Uh, it's called Geniuses of Copywriting, and mm-hmm. uh, of course, you were one of the very f- uh, first few that I thought of when I. Uh, well, I must admit that uh, it was a, a post on Facebook by John Reese that that actually he he said you know someone should should start a, up up a, up a podcast named Geniuses of Copywriting, and you'll get all the best copywriters on there, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I, I got to admit, when I heard the name of it, you sort of had me at Geniuses. I, it was pretty hard to say no. You know? yeah. So you can thank John Reese for that. Um, Thanks, John. But, uh, what um, happened to him? Yeah. He just he was on there, and then he just disappeared. I haven't seen him lately. I think he may have closed his uh, Facebook account, but he's still very active. You know, he's got his own little software, which looks awesome, and, and I, I have that too. So um, <clears throat> so he might, he might be a, an interesting one, even though he's not really stri- strictly a copywriter. But uh, um, I'm, I've in, started to interview some of the, the best uh, people around. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ta- in talks with David Deutsch and, and uh, uh, some other people. So if you go to geniusesofcopywriting.com, then uh, you will see uh, only the best of the best there. Thank you. This is, this is great information. Nathan, um, do you have any questions or, or comments? I know you, know you know a lot about funnels too, and maybe this is... Probably not in the big corporate way that Brian was doing with the Mind Valley. 
No, I just want to say this has been a fantastic interview and uh, you guys covered so much that another one of those episodes where I'm going to have to go back and listen to it a couple of times to really absorb everything. So thank you so much for coming on. And where can people go to check out your podcast again? Geniusesofcopywriting.com. It's also on iTunes and all the usual places. Awesome. So check that out. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Copywriters Podcast over at copywriterspodcast.com and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.